Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, and Kevin McCarthy calls for Mayorkas to resigns, threatens impeachment if DHS secretary resists. Reporter questions Fauci about COVID's origins and sends the White House into pure molten panic mode. And judge rules that Jen Psaki must be deposed in lawsuit against big tech's collusion with the White House. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Happy day before Thanksgiving. We are giving thanks right now because this show, ladies and gentlemen, and the movement that we are creating here is having a real world effect. We are optimists on the show. We will show you, ladies and gentlemen, on this program, how our activism and our calls for this country to change and for the GOP leadership to finally do something with the power that we give them, to wield power when we hand them a gavel, wielding power, it's called will to power, taking the power that you have been given and then using it. That is what we will celebrate because it is only because of shows like this one where we are seeing real world results, not theoretical, not pent up inside of the little think tanks, with the eggheads in Washington, D.C., and there's a bunch of eggheads on the left and eggheads on the right, and they just sit there all day and they just pontificate and write white papers and nothing ever happens. Nothing ever changes. Now we can report to you that one, Joe Biden is the subject of a criminal investigation. We've been calling for that for two solid years, this audience specifically. Two, that there is now impeachment proceedings to begin as soon as Republicans take the gavel and before actually starting on January 3rd, when the committee assignments begin to form. Impeachment articles will be filed against Secretary Mayorkas based on what he has done to our border if he is not resigned by then. These are strong words. These are actions. And we are proud of the Republican leadership for listening to us, something that has shocked us, quite frankly. We think that Mitch McConnell is irreparably damaged by the machine and that Mitch McConnell is a part of the problem and not part of the solution. We are not in favor of Mitch McConnell being leader of the Senate, and polling shows that the vast majority of Republicans want new leaders. However, Kevin McCarthy was at the border yesterday, and Kevin McCarthy, who who knows, could still yet see salvation inside of the base. He certainly seems to be making the right moves thus far, standing on the border, stating affirmatively that he will begin impeachment proceedings for the regime, starting with our feckless and truly malevolent secretary of Department of Homeland Security, Alexandria Mayorkas. Alexandria Mayorkas. Go ahead and watch Kevin McCarthy saying it, man. He's saying it. Go. We just went to a bridge in El Paso where 70,000 people have come across in the last seven weeks. And the Secretary of Homeland thinks this border is secure. For the last two years, President Joe Biden, the Democrats running Congress, has pushed open border policies and waged baseless attacks on our border agents. The actions of this administration have empowered cartels 
drug smugglers, human traffickers, and terrorist organizations all around the world. Okay, so Kevin McCarthy actually going to the border. You know, Joe Biden's never been to the United States border. You know, he's never been to the southern border, Joe Biden, never once, never once. And we have uh, regularly exposed to you exactly why Joe Biden will never go to the southern border, because they know exactly what they're doing there. We've brought to you the voting laws and the federal only registration laws in this country. One person, one vote. The more people you get in, doesn't matter if they're undocumented. The more people you get in, the more votes you can mail out to them, the more harvesting you can do. And it's wrong to call it fraud if it's legal and it's legal in a lot of states. And maybe when it's illegal, they just wink and nod and move along. You know, that just happened in Arizona. There was a woman in Arizona who was just he's going to be serving a stint in jail. It's like a 60 year old woman, a stint in jail for ballot harvesting. Don't tell me it doesn't happen. There was an election that was overturned in Los Angeles because of ballot harvesting and illegal voting. And of course, multiple people have been put in prison here in the state of Florida because of a new election crimes unit because of schemes to harvest ballots and to illegally vote. Funny how the people that they're always voting for tends to tends to go one direction. But ladies and gentlemen, it exists. And so the reason why the border is open and the reason why the border is sitting there gaping wide is because they know what time it is. It's time to make sure that there are enough people and enough ballots that they win permanently, period. This is why Secretary Mayorkas continues to stare down the barrel of the camera and say, no, the border is secure. You continue to maintain that the border is secure. Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Okay, so he is saying that the border is secure. He's lying to you. They're lying to you for a reason. Why are they lying to you? You have to ask that. Why? What is the purpose of the lie? The purpose of the lie is that they have this whole system wired. They need to make sure that there are no borders between countries. They must make sure they, they write this all out in the Great Reset. They must make sure that there are no borders between countries, that they can ensure that there is no nationalities and that there can be a centralized world power. They talk about this. The World Economic Forum straight up discusses this. We need to eliminate all borders in all countries. The way to dilute power from the native born and culturally uh, uh, assimilated members of a population is to bring in people who are neither of those things. And then you can get them inside of elections, destroying the very process that those elections are meant to protect. Democracy is intended for you and for me. It is intended to protect people that pay taxes here and that were natively born here or that are rightful citizens of this place. And now you're seeing inside of far left municipalities, they are beginning already to slowly roll out. Slowly roll out. Let's just let illegal immigrants vote in our local elections. Illegal immigrants can vote in local elections. The federal government, for instance, doesn't have a citizenship requirement for voting in the federal government. That's why there's a federal only ballot. Do you know this? This is why. This is why the border is open. There's federal only ballots. The scheme is pretty simple. 
One person, one vote, one ballot, harvest them, bring them in. You never lose a federal election again. Doesn't matter if the person's an American citizen. The federal government will tell you on their websites, oh, only American citizens can vote. Okay, show me the mechanism for that. Because there is no citizenship requirement on a federal-only ballot. We've looked into this. So here we go. You got to get serious about this, man. We've got to get serious. Next two years, got to get serious about this. This is why we're in favor of people like Lee Zeldin becoming RNC chair. So McCarthy is saying on the border that we have got to push for the impeachment and the resignation of Mayorkas because Republicans are starting to get serious about this. Thanks to this program and thanks to our ability to push the national conversation on issues like this. Watch. He ended the remain in Mexico policy and wants to end Title 42. His actions have produced the greatest wave of illegal immigration in recorded history. Our country may never recover from Secretary Mayorkas' dereliction of duty. This is why today I am calling on the secretary to resign. He cannot and must not remain in that position. If Secretary Mayorkas does not resign, House Republicans will investigate every order, every action, and every failure will determine whether we can begin impeachment inquiry. So we're going to begin impeachment for Secretary Mayorkas. This is Kevin McCarthy directly listening to you and to me. He is no longer listening to corporations or to the donor class. He is listening to the base. That is a base talking point. Welcome to the all important election month of November. Ladies and gentlemen, what do people care about? in this month. Well, polling shows that seven out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now, and they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing, the communists in Washington, DC spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening. See something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. This is a good thing. So we should be thankful. It's nearly Thanksgiving. We should be thankful for this. Kevin McCarthy is saying that border hearings will be happening regardless of whether he resigns or not. Take it away. But what he has done is brought more members down to the border to educate them. And after January 3rd, no longer will members have to come down to the border to tour. We will hold our hearings at the border so the Democrats can no longer hide from the crisis they have created. Dude, this is really super based. 
And I didn't uh, intend on saying that. I've, I've been anti-McCarthy. I've been anti-McCarthy because I believe in meritocracy. McCarthy was supposed to win 50 seats. He won like five. And so I believe that the GOP should have done a much better job. But here we are. He's going to hold hearings at the border. Well, that'll be incredible. This is exactly why Joe, Joe Biden and the Democrats do not want you to see what is happening. They know what is happening. They know that it benefits them in the long run. They know that this is a strategy. Chuck Schumer just last week was saying that we need amnesty because Americans aren't producing, reproducing at the same rate that we used to be. And so we just need to reproduce more. And the best way to reproduce people is not to encourage families and not to encourage people to have strong families or to have their children. No, no, no. The best way to reproduce is to tell uh, single white suburbanite women that they can kill their babies and that they should pursue their careers and that they should never be happy and that we can import new people and then just make them citizens. This is exactly what Chuck Schumer said last week. These are his words. We're not reproducing fast enough as Americans. And so let's import people. Just in case you're wondering if uh, this, the, if, if, if the timeline between conspiracy theory to literal policy, about six months, about six months. Chuck Schumer, ladies and gentlemen, uh, doesn't want you to know what's on the border. We traveled to the border because, of course, we want to show you what's actually happening. Here's what we found. Hey, there we go, Sam. Oh, yeah, here we go. There you go. Welcome to Benny on the Border. There we go. Do you want to know about open borders today? We got you. This is your difference. This is what Trump built. And then we swing around here. This is what Biden's building. Little sheds. Little shanty sheds, welcome stations. Who do you trust? People who've lied to you for the last hundred years in your political establishment or your own two eyes that God gave you? Boom. There it is. Your open border. Boom. There it is. Your open border. We saw it. The wall rotting in the desert. They don't care because this is policy. This is the goal. The goal is to bring as many. It's written down. Bring as many people in here as possible. They have the systems in place. One person, one vote, permanent federal majority for Democrats. Very simple. And then also you can shove those workers into unions like the culinary unions in the state states like Nevada. And then you can make them vote as a block. You can harvest their ballots. Ballot harvesting is legal in Nevada. It's legal in like a dozen states. You just go through and just pick those ballots up. Doesn't matter. No chain of custody. Drop them off. This is the system. They're thrilled about it. And by the way, they've been trying to do this well before COVID. By the way, uh, I think it's important because I just referenced it. Here is Chuck Schumer literally talking about replacement populations because Americans aren't reproducing uh, at a high enough rate for Chuck Schumer. Watch. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. 
The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Okay, so there you go. The same party that says abortion at all levels of pregnancy, the same party that says we need to have post-birth abortion, for instance, you remember Ralph Northam, post-birth abortion. Let's make sure that we can kill the kids. If the kids are inconvenient after they're born, we kill them. Same party that is for uh, genital mutilation, that is for sterilization of children, that is incentivizing the destruction of the family. Literally, our, our federal government monetizes the incentivizes with cash payments the destruction of the family. I lived in an all-black neighborhood in Washington, D.C., and I saw it every single day of my life. Those fathers were incentivized to not be fathers. Mothers were incentivized to not have husbands in the household. The checks would stop. I saw it. They were my neighbors. I saw the destruction and the loss. Government needs to be daddy. Daddy doesn't need to be daddy. We have a system here. We will be your parents. We will control you. This is the system that the left wants. And it is repulsive, destructive, and truly evil. And now they are shocked after raising generation upon generation of young women and young men who have been neutered by their cultural rot Broken families, broken marriages, broken homes, people who are addicted to pills, young people who don't want to get married, young people who don't want to have children, they created that culture. And now they're complaining about it and saying we need to import more Americans. That's what they're saying. And that's what the open border is about. And Kevin McCarthy is doing a good job by exposing it. Kamala Harris, has she been to the border? Has any of these people ever visited this border? Do they take this seriously at all? Of course they don't. Has Kamala Harris been to the border? An important question. Here's her lying. Go. Just quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned I, because even I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar has a border district has said to the, you and the president, "Come, you need, I care you need to see about this." And I care about what's happening at the border. That clip will live in infamy. Yeah, I've, 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 I've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Well, I haven't been to Europe. <laughs> How? 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 How are you so bad at this? We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news 
era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust Pure Talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because Pure Talk allows us to run a smooth operation, a connected operation, and a quick operation at The Benny Show. There's literally no reason to pay for AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon, 80 bucks a month. Switch to Pure Talk for half the price. Blazing fast data at 30 bucks a month. We use it at The Benny Show and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. Kamala Harris saying that she's a joyful warrior as she travels to the Philippines. This last week, Kamala Harris was in the Philippines and she was talking about the stresses of her job and her work. And uh, she gave us this gold. I guess we should play a uh, cringe alert before this because it is very, very cringy. Go. (laughs) Never let anyone take your joy from you. I call myself a joyful warrior, (laughs) right? Never let anyone take your joy from you. You do what you gotta do. And isn't that a wonderful way to live, to know you have purpose? What is your purpose, Kamala? You're the border czar, you visited everywhere. But our southern border and a reminder, Kamala Harris didn't visit the southern border. She was many, many miles away from the border when she went down to visit a border patrol facility in a small Texas town. She never went to the border. She never stood on the gaping open border. If Kevin McCarthy does end up holding border commission hearings on the border, it'll be pretty uh, magisterial. It'll be a really beautiful thing to see. We encourage him to do it. Well done. It will really bring a lot of power and verve to this conversation, and you won't be able to ignore it. I mean, holding a hearing on the border, forcing Democrats to come down to the open border would be a very powerful thing to do. Democrats know what time it is. They're visiting everywhere but the border. That was Kamala Harris in the Philippines. Kamala Harris, uh, the footage of her coming out of the Philippines is pretty remarkable. Here's Kamala Harris applauding filthy day laborers as they carry giant baskets of fish on their heads. Hello, ma'am. Hello. 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 Thank you. Hello, ma'am. Hello. 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 Thank you. Okay. How is she so bad at this? What, what is she, who set that up? Who's, who's in charge here? Kamala Harris is down there literally literally patting people on the backs as they carry baskets of rotted old fish on their heads saying, hello, hello, thank you. Are all the fish for Kamala? What's going on here? And also, why isn't she at the border? She's the border czar, and we need to continue to ask that question. So Kevin McCarthy is stating that Secretary Mayorkas is going to be impeached for a dereliction of duty. Uh, 
McCarthy continued by saying, if Secretary Americus does not resign, House Republicans will investigate every order, every action, and every failure, and will determine whether we will begin an impeachment inquiry. Good. Well done. McCarthy vowed that House Republicans will hold hearings on Mayorkas' actions at the southern border. And this is the rule now. The rule is you are going to get hit with the same stick that you created. You are going to live under the same sword of Damocles that you sharpened. And that sword could come down at any time. They decided to impeach Donald Trump for political purposes. They decided to impeach Donald Trump for literally nothing. And so expect that tool to be wielded against you. Is this positive? Is this a good thing? I don't know, but it is a thing that is happening right now. It is a thing that is happening currently in our body politic. I was talking with my wife this morning about it. Is it good that Republicans are going to fight back with these same new weaponized political tools that have been handed to us by the Democrats? Man, it's going to break society. You're going to get to a point where it's going to break society. But Harry Reid gets rid of the nuclear option as it, as it pertains to Supreme Court justices. And what do you get? A conservative Supreme Court. Harry Reid specifically flipped the first domino to overturn Roe v. Wade. You can thank Harry Reid, Democrats, for this. The only reason that you have a Supreme Court where you can essentially just single majority put a member on the court is Harry Reid. So well done. He got rid of the 60-seat filibuster, which very much moderated the court, you could argue, potentially. Of course, uh, Republicans continued to nominate people like Sandra Day O'Connor and Breyer. Some of the most leftist people put on the court were from Republican presidents. So great job, everyone. Donald Trump, of course, if that is his singular legacy, that is good enough. He put actual conservatives on the court. And it was all thanks to Harry Reid. You're going to see the same tactics that the left used, used back on them. And they always scream when that happens. But they're the ones who made the rules. OK, you turn the heat up inside of the jacuzzi. You sit in it. You think it's uncomfortable. You're the ones who set the temperature. So it's going to happen and it's going to be bad. They're going to investigate Joe Biden. It's going to be bad. And you just saw today, yesterday, that they have announced that Donald Trump's tax returns will be delivered to the Judiciary Committee. This is not the, this is currently the Democrat-run Judiciary Committee. They're getting Trump's tax returns. Do you know what that paves the way for? Republicans getting Joe Biden's tax returns as soon as they grab that gavel, which will be a matter of like 40 days. So that means that Barack Obama's tax returns and Hillary Clinton's tax returns go directly to the Republicans in charge. Good luck. We're going to find out what Barack Obama spent at his beach house in Honolulu and in Martha's Vineyard, the beach houses that are not housing any migrants. We're going to find that out because Republicans, because precedent has now been set by the Democrats and Republicans have the gavel. I mean, what's going to happen is it's going to end up breaking this country, man. I'm telling you, because it's going to go, the pendulum's going to swing farther and farther and farther. I think what people actually do want is a little moderation and a little bit of restraint. I think that the current people that are running the country are criminals, and I think that has been demonstrated. What people are desperate for is a little bit of calm, 
what people are desperate for is for this pendulum to not swing so far that it breaks the nation. You can see countries all around the world where it swung so far it breaks. I've gone and, gone and done documentaries in Cuba. You can see what's happening in Brazil right now. These are countries that are breaking. In Cuba, it's a broken place. And it's a broken place because one institution control, one party controls all institutions. And there's, there's no equality. And so countries like that break. The left is losing their mind. They're ripping at the Supreme Court because they don't control it right now. And they don't control it because of their own stupid actions. Because they thought they'd have power forever. Thank God they don't. But I think that that's going to be a major play. I think that's going to be a huge and a major, major play. And that's part of the it's, – it's all fake. It's a facade. But that's what the marketing tactic is for Joe Biden. The marketing ploy for Joe Biden is Joe Biden is a moderate. Joe Biden is an old man. He's a harmless guy. The reality is that Joe Biden is the most radical president we've ever had. But that's how, they're, that's how they've marketed to dumb people. And who voted for John Fetterman? Dumb people. You're dumb. Low information voters are the people who vote inside of these Democrat caucuses and these Democrat primaries. They don't know who Katie Hobbs is. They have no idea. They don't know how cringe these candidates are. They vote for dead people. The D behind your name stands for dead, deceased, not Democrat. Multiple dead Democrats won in 2022. Dead. Why? Because of low information voters and Democrats are the master of capturing those people through ballot harvesting and mail-in voting. Why do you think they want an open border, baby? This is why. This is why. Don't even have to speak. You don't even have to speak English. John Fetterman doesn't. But hey, one vote. That's one vote. That cancels out one person who watches The Benny Show or Tucker Carlson. There you go. Boom. Doesn't matter. You're equal in that one vote. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the fight at hand. Jim Jordan is saying that he's going to use all means necessary to hold Biden border chief accountable. Well, that's a pretty scary thing from Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, uh, representative from Ohio, responded Tuesday to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's call for President Biden's border chief to resign, saying in a statement that McCarthy was right and that Americans deserve accountability for record number of illegal immigrant crossings. Jordan and Republicans would hold Democrat Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alexander Mayorkas accountable for his failures to enforce immigration law and secure the border. Through all means necessary, that means impeachment. Jordan, the top Republican House Judiciary Committee, has also taken steps to open an investigation into Mayorkas once the GOP takes the House majority in January. The committee is responsible for oversight of DHS. Jordan is expected to chair the committee next year and to conduct what is likely to be an extensive probe into Mayorkas' management of the agency. In addition to Mayorkas, the officials Jordan named is Ur Abdur Tate, head of U.S. citizenship. I don't know who that is. And uh, the head of ICE, respectively. Good. Mayorkas has become a top target for Republican legal immigration. Yeah, obviously, because there's been 5 million new illegal criminal migrants who have broken into our country. They're not you're, like, like you're not allowed in here. That's just the rule. That's the law of the land. We call them criminal migrants for that reason, because the law of the land says that they're criminals. And if you stay in this country, then you become a felon. That's how the law is written. We've shown you the law many, many times. That's how it, that's how it goes. Even Democrats who are considered to be pretty prominent, guy named Mark Kelly beat our boy Blake Masters in Arizona. Too bad. We've covered exactly why and exactly why Mark Kelly needs such a massive infrastructure to beat guys like Blake Masters. 
Unfortunately, it's no longer who's the best candidate. And two candidates talking about ideas. If it was two candidates talking about ideas, then Blake Masters would have won by 20 points. But unfortunately, it's who can hoover up the most ballots with somebody walking into a nursing home saying, hey, here's a ballot. Can I fill it out for you? Can I be the custodian of your ballot? Bingo. There you go. Ding dong. There you go. Democrats have that infrastructure locked in and we don't. And that's how guys like Mark Kelly can win. And it's very sad because Blake Masters is the man. We hope that Blake, uh, I don't know, goes on to run Twitter or run again. Big fans of Blake Masters. Mark Kelly saying that, however, his party does not understand the border and that his own party is not even close to grasping the migrant crisis at hand. When I first got to Washington, uh, it didn't take me long to realize that there is a lot of Democrats who don't understand the southern border and a lot of Republicans who just want to talk about it and don't necessarily want to do anything about it and just use it politically. He's not wrong. So my approach has been to the extent that we can to make progress in securing it and also doing it in a way that is accordance with our ethics and values, not to demonize people. Okay, fine. Far be it for me to agree with Mark Kelly, but he's not wrong here. And I continue to talk to Republican colleagues at how we can do more. Well, okay, fine. Secure the border. Mark Kelly says, yeah, we have to secure the border. And we have to do more for comprehensive immigration reform. So that's what they're going to try and push here. Immigration reform. Immigration reform would have prevented someone like Ilhan Omar probably from entering the country. Democrat Ilhan Omar criticizes Kevin McCarthy for reaffirming vow to bar her from committees. Ilhan Omar is a perfect example of the mind virus of the left. She is somebody who came from a war-torn hellscape in Somalia that's currently in uh, currently at civil war and is a, a truly awful place. Go check the UN. Go check the Human Rights Council. Truly an awful place to live. Don't believe me. Go to the UN. Ilhan Omar is a recipient of American sovereignty, grace, and kindness to war-torn people and refugees from around the world. She has repaid us by going to Congress and being a vicious, seething, venomous anti-Semite and by propagating hatred and lies about this country. She wins inside of a district that should never exist. And what I mean by that is there are rules when it comes to the relocation of migrants. Uh, uh, Barack Obama broke those rules and essentially put hundreds of thousands of Somali refugees inside of a small district in Minneapolis. And that is how Ilhan Omar wins. Is it right or wrong? Well, it's against the rules. I think they, as we have covered in the show, I think they know what they're doing here. And so Ilhan Omar is able to win that seat, even though Ilhan Omar gets booed inside of her own district. Ilhan Omar is a vicious and unapologetic anti-Semite. She was Somalian-born, according to this Breitbart article, notorious for her anti-Semitic comments, responded to a threat from Kevin McCarthy vowing to kick her off of a committees. Again, another notch in the belt for Kevin McCarthy. Good for you. From the moment I elected, the Republican Party has made it a mission to use fear and xenophobia and Islamophobia and racism to target me on the House floor. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. He's also going after Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff. Kevin McCarthy is going to ban them from foreign intelligence committees. Uh, Eric Swalwell, of course, gets plenty of foreign intelligence uh, inside of his uh, little bedchamber with bang, bang, fang, fang. And so we have a, a situation here where Ilhan Omar is freaking out, screaming about what? The sword of Damocles. 
Sword of Damocles hangs over all of our heads and may drop at any time. It's very sharp and it could kill us. And the Democrats put it there. Sword of Damocles says, yo, we're going to live inside of a world where the same rules apply. And the sword that is sharp that hangs over our head will cut you and me when it falls. They kicked Marjorie Taylor Greene off of committees. They used this tool. First, Democrats launched a preemptive attack using these tools. And so now Republicans are going to use them back and Democrats are going to scream. And this is how it works. And this is how the pendulum will continue to swing. It will continue. This revenge arc will just continue back and forth, back and forth until people stop it. And people are desperately demanding moderation. I got to tell you, desperately demanding moderation. Uh, And it's, you know, like the party, the party, the party is going to win that decides to like move away from the Ilhan Omars. You'll notice that no Democrats are out there defending Ilhan Omar. That's that's a little curious. Not a single person out there defending saying, no, no, she could totally be she should totally be on the committees. No. No, Ilhan Omar is going to be, uh, you know, cast into the refuse, quite frankly, uh, of Congress and Democrats will be glad for it. Uh, Omar claimed that the only thing McCarthy's threat does is gin up fear and hate against Somali Americans. Nobody has any problem with you being a Somali American. No one. The problem that I have with you, Ilhan, is one, your vicious anti-American and anti-Semitism. And then two, the fact that you're not thankful for being here. You have no you have no graciousness towards you, a first generation immigrant coming into this country. You have raised a avowed Marxist, Ilhan Omar's daughter is a hardened Marxist communist apparatchik. This is clear on her social media. She's very proud of that. And so it kind of reflects who you are, Ilhan. You hate America. You hate this country. And you are a graceless person. There was no grace in Dr. Fauci's final vaccination message to the American people. He said it yesterday at the White House. It sounded like this. So my message and my final message, maybe the final message I give you from this podium, is that please, for your own safety, for that of your family, get your updated COVID-19 shot as soon as you're eligible to protect yourself, your family, and your community. I urge you to visit vaccines.gov to find the location where you can easily get an updated vaccine. And please do it as soon as possible. Thank you. We do have an optimistic show here, and so if you're looking for some reason to be extremely thankful at your Thanksgiving table uh, uh, tomorrow, well, think about the fact that Ilhan Omar will not be serving on committees, the fact that Republicans will hold border hearings, the fact that Mayorkas will be impeached, and that Dr. Fauci is no longer serving in the federal government. Well done. Uh, Enjoy your board on the seat of Pfizer. How fast do you think that's going to happen? How fast do you think Moderna or Pfizer are going to shove Dr. Fauci on their boards? Yeah. He should be lawyering up to keep himself out of jail is what Dr. Fauci should be doing right now. But instead, he's getting claps on the back from the regime. But he didn't... uh, He didn't escape unscathed. Dr. Fauci was asked about Republican hearings, uh, about his mismanagement of COVID, the destruction of millions and millions of lives of our economy, of our children, of our very freedoms. Dr. Fauci, the most 
malevolent. I mean, far more than Joe Biden, Barack Obama. I mean, there is there is no equal to Dr. Fauci in, in the malevolence of pain and suffering that he brought upon the American people. I think a lot of these people belong in prison. But Dr. Fauci, chiefly among them, and we've outlined exactly how Dr. Fauci would go to jail, and he lied, to, he straight up lied to Congress multiple times. And that comes with stiff financial and legal penalties. Let's try and employ them. Dr. Fauci being asked about Republican committee hearings into his actions, uh, his deliberate actions to make COVID-19 worse for you and for me. Watch. The answer is if there are oversight hearings, I absolutely will cooperate fully and testify before the Congress have asked. You may not know, but I've testified before the Congress a few hundred times, uh, okay, over the last 40 years or so. So I have no trouble testifying. We can defend and explain and stand by everything that we've said. So I have nothing to hide. So Dr. Fauci has nothing to hide, huh? Interesting. So why is it that Dr. Fauci in this exact same White House hearing hid, literally hid behind Corinne Jean-Pierre when asked about the origins of COVID-19? This is Dr. Fauci hiding like a rat when asked a very simple and common sense question, which is where the hell did this virus come from? Dr. Fauci, you would know about it. It led to complete pandemonium that uncensored question, and Dr. Fauci hid. Watch. Dr. Fauci, um, only, only 13% of- Hold on one second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being, you're being, you're being disrespectful to your colleagues, and you're being disrespectful to our guests. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, she's only, only thirty. Good question. Go ahead, Jeremy. You ask your question. You should allow her to ask some questions. Jeremy, 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 Dr. Fauci, on the origin of COVID-19. It is not. It is not your turn. It is not your turn. You can't. You can't give a press briefing. You need to call from people across the room. She has a valid question. She's asked about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci. The best person I, I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect. Is it, it is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're taking time away from your colleagues. Go ahead. Only 13% of the. Oh. Interesting. So Corinne Jean-Pierre took a break from shattering all the glass ceilings possible at the White House in order to have an aneurysm snap on a reporter who simply wants to ask, where the hell did COVID come from? You, guy who funded the Bat Wuhan Coronavirus Laboratory. You, the guy who took our taxpayer dollars and shoved money at Chinese researchers who were doing illegal research through Peter Daszak, and your global arms for this 
absolute Jekyll and Hyde level barbaric research that makes the world a less safe place. You beagle guy, the guy who locked dogs up so that sand flies could eat them alive. You. Why don't you tell us where this came from? We know that you funded this research. Why don't you explain where COVID came from? Because it just ever so happened to originate a block from the laboratories that you were funding in Wuhan, China, that butchered bats and created these Frankenstein viruses, respiratory viruses built out of bat coronaviruses. Even deeply low information people like John Stewart have like truly snapped on this issue in one of the most shocking moments of this year. I mean, I'm telling you, my mouth was agape. John Stewart went on Stephen Colbert's show and talked about this in relation to Hershey's chocolate about how if there was a chocolate avalanche in Hershey, Pennsylvania, people would probably blame the chocolate plant and not just think that it spawned out of nothing. Even if John Stewart can see it, man. And what do you see here in this response, this childish response from Karine Jean-Pierre? Well, you see that all that glass shattering has clearly damaged her brain. All that glass ceiling shattering has clearly damaged uh, the frontal lobe there because she completely lost it, thus showing her cards. Karine Jean-Pierre freaking out and showing you exactly what you're not allowed to ask about. And those are the real questions. The real questions are the ones you can't ask. So if you want to know who's in in power, and if you want to know who's in charge, what are the questions you can't ask? You can't ask Dr. Fauci about the origins of COVID because Dr. Fauci knows exactly what the origins of COVID are because he created it, because he funded it. So you're not allowed to ask the question because the answer is too damaging. I'm done, she says. I'm not getting back and I'm not getting into a back and forth with you, Corinne Jean-Pierre says. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave. Truly unbelievable. Of course, this was a reporter from Africa that was asking this. This was a foreign reporter. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. I thought I thought that our, these immigrants, I thought, I thought immigrant lives mattered and we have to listen to them. They're better people. Hmm. Interesting. Just not when you're asking Dr. Fauci about the origins of COVID-19. Judge rules that Jen Psaki must be deposed in lawsuit for collusion with big tech to censor. Wow. So what happens here is that there is a incredible lawsuit that is rolling through the course right now from Missouri. The uh, great uh, uh, the great Eric Schmidt, who's now a senator from Missouri. He was the uh, Republican attorney general in Missouri. He sued the federal government for their collusion with big tech to censor information on COVID. And now that thing is picking up steam. We know from Alex Berenson's Twitter account that it is Jen Psaki's team that specifically requested places like Twitter take down certain accounts because they didn't like them. Now, of course, this is directly against, directly against their oath of office, they are oath breakers, they swear on the Constitution to serve our country and to not limit someone's free speech, but here they are, going directly against the constitutional rights of Americans, and they have them dead to rights on this. They literally have the information before them. 
you can see the correspondence. Alex Berenson's tweeted out the White House is asking for him to be banned. He sued Twitter and got the information, the White House directly working with social media companies to ban us, to ban this show. Now Jen Psaki is going to have to answer for it in court. Watch. Mm. Uh, Will, I want to transition now to former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. She cannot evade big tech testimony. A federal court is denying her request to avoid sitting for a deposition on potential collusion between the White House and social media companies. That lawsuit filed by two Republican attorneys general argues that the Biden administration and big tech work together to suppress free speech, labeling it misinformation on issues like the COVID-19 pandemic and the 2020 election. So she tried to evade this, but uh, that is not going to be possible. What do you expect we may learn, Will? Well, we're already beginning to learn more of the truth thanks to this lawsuit by the attorney generals of Missouri and Louisiana. We have the emails. We know that for example, Facebook and the Biden administration communicated in in almost real time, Sandra. They can say, hey, we don't like this account. Can you can you zap it? Can you take it down? Absolutely. We're on it would be the response from Facebook. You know, everybody likes to make the argument. It's a private company. Twitter's a private company. They can do whatever they want. They can set their terms of service. But the United States government cannot. They're bound by the First Amendment. And if they're colluding with private businesses, now you've invoked the First Amendment and abridged Americans free speech. Good for you, Will Cain. Will Cain saying exactly what we've been saying on the show, which is that this is a constitutional issue and that these people inside the federal government limiting the free speech of Americans, well, I mean, they should be sued into oblivion. Jen Psaki should never be allowed to work again. What she has done is created a constitutional crisis, the federal government restricting the speech and the freedoms of the individuals. And also to all the libs that screamed, why don't you build your own Internet? Why don't you build your own Twitter at us? Leave. Leave Twitter. Go build your own. Now that Elon Musk is in charge, it is such a breath of fresh air. And we're going to see a lot more of this. Elon Musk owns all of the Twitter data. Do you think he's going to hand that over to the court? Sounds like it. Judge Terry Daughtry of the Western District of Louisiana on Monday rejected a motion by attorneys for Saki to block court-ordered deposition and said that the public interest in determining whether free amend free uh, determining whether First Amendment free speech rights have been suppressed. Sorry about that. Uh, is more important than Jen Saki's um, little whatever uh, you know coloring her hair red day at the salon. Monday's order follows a ruling from the U.S. Magistrate Judge Ivan Davis who on Friday transferred the case back to Louisiana after Saki attempted to fight deposition in a Virginia court where she lives and where she would be deposed. Biden's Department of Justice supported her efforts because, of course. So we are going to be getting on-camera depositions from Jen Psaki, and Dr. Fauci's deposition is actually ongoing right now. So Dr. Fauci is being deposed right now. In case you're wondering why Dr. Fauci is screaming and running for the door, uh, this is why. Speaking of a lot of screaming and running for the door, you are going to see uh, the media stop covering one of the larger stories this week. We haven't covered it on the show for a very specific reason. There was a nightclub shooting in Colorado this weekend. It was a shooting of a gay club. The club was called Club Q. It was a Colorado Springs LGBTQ plus nightclub. This was a tragedy. People died. It is sick. And as we have always stated on this show, no matter what we cover, we want for all Americans 
no matter what they believe or who they are, to live peacefully and happily. The end. No harm should ever befall anyone. And this is a repulsive thing that happened. However, what is tangential and tertiary in the repulsive nature of this story is that it had been used before any data or evidence came out about who the shooter was or what their motivations was. It is always and forever used to attack one side. So again, to the point of them taking the cudgels and the weapons that they have and using them against us, this happens. We try as hard as we can to not do that on this show. We wait for the evidence. And that is why we have been scant to cover this story. All you saw day and night, night and day, was the blaming of MAGA Republicans on this shooting. They blamed Lauren Boebert. They blamed Ron DeSantis. The left utilized this shooting and this hateful act by clearly a deranged sociopath. We did know that this person was a, a known to the FBI, known to local police. That is the one thing all these shooters have in common. They're known to authorities. Yes, say the line. The shooter was known to authorities. That's how it works. Every single time. Yeah, Colorado Springs mass shooting. LGBTQ club is hate directed at queer people. This from uh, some this from some dude on the night of a drag queen event. Ron DeSantis is responsible. Drag Greg Abbott is responsible. Carrie Lake's responsible. Donald Trump is responsible. There it is. Pre-baked, ready to digest. Of course, we don't cover these stories, including the Paul Pelosi story. Uh, with any type of uh, assumptions, we wait. And what do we discover? Well, we discover that this person was actually a trans non-binary person who shot up this club, leading to the death of, I believe, five people. Total tragedy. The person who did this uh, is a, is, is, identifies as they, them. And is non-binary, according to their, their lawyers. Watch CNN evaporate this story in real time upon learning this fact. Go. So attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns, and for the purposes of all formal filings, will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I yeah. mean, you know, I don't know if the, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, th that's what he's now saying. It, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking. But it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such a, I mean, that is what it sounds like. We'll wait to see. OK, you can hear, of course, the story evaporating from every CNN teleprompter. It will now suddenly go away. Just like the story goes away when you find out that Paul DePepe, who attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, is a Green Party member. Did you know this? He was an active member of the Green Party. He was an environmental fanatic. He was an illegal immigrant. Peter DePepe, the man who attacked Paul Pelosi, was a habitual drug, psychedelic drug user, child abuser. He's a homeless man. 
who, according to all available evidence and his neighbors, was a far left wing fanatic member of the Green Party. Have you heard anything about him recently? Mm -mm. No. In fact, last week we covered that the DOJ literally lied in their documents about him in contrary to the evidence on the body camera footage, the body camera footage. So the DOJ observed the body camera footage and then lied to you in order to support a narrative that this guy was some kind of, all, uh, you know, all, all ultra MAGA right winger. There's so many bad things that are happening in our country, and we try, again, to stay positive on the show. But it is going to be difficult for us to find a worse one than this. The repulsive nature of these actors that are always far left actors to utilize any tragedy or any crime or any horrific event for political power. It is sick. It is disrespectful to human life. Here, human life that was lost, five people, 18 were injured, 17 suffered gunshot wounds, according to the local sheriff's office. It's a tragedy, and it was a tragedy that was fettered out and used for political purposes. Joe Biden immediately blamed MAGA, calls for gun control, days and days and days of blaming Republicans on this just to have the entire narrative collapse. When you find out that there is this monster, Zizer, Zihir, Zizer. So what is it? Well, it's what it always is. A mentally ill, mentally unstable person who should not have been allowed to buy weapons, who had a prior criminal past in history, who threatened to make bombs and bomb their own household. This deeply deranged person ended up committing a horrible act and they were known to local authorities. So maybe that's the question. How does the FBI continue to miss these people? Perhaps that's the question that should be put forward, not you blaming Ron DeSantis, you absolute, complete asshats. We're sickened by it. We're covering the story for the first time because now we actually know. Now we know. We're not going to jump to conclusions. And we don't. And we didn't. Not in the Paul Pelosi hammer situation. We didn't jump to conclusions. The Uvalde shooting, they jumped to conclusions, talked about how this person was a, what, they, they immediately tried to blame it on the right. Immediately. It's the reflex. There's nothing more repulsive in this, in, in this country. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be in the top three most disgusting and despicable things that happen with regularity is them immediately taking every tragedy and attempting to blame one, you know, blame you and me. You're not going to have a country much longer. It's like, it, like it, that's how you know your country's too far gone. You're not going to have a country much longer when you have tribalism like that. Wait for the facts. And that's what we do on this program. The facts are that uh, some bad news for Donald Trump. Supreme Court's going to allow Democrat committee to access six years of Donald Trump's tax return. Justices block former president's emergency plea in three-year legal battles. This has been going on for a while. The Supreme Court has cleared the way for a Democrat-led congressional committee to hold get a hold of six years of Donald Trump's tax returns. The court rejected Trump's plea for an order to have to have prevented the Treasury Department from giving six years of tax returns for Trump and some of his businesses to the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. The decision is a major blow to Trump as he finally uh, delivered his long-awaited announcement last Tuesday, making another bid for the White House. Lasting impact could have Trump uh, depend on the revelations of the records, could ha could add to the list of legal issues that he's already facing. Okay, so 
not great news for Donald Trump. The Democrats are going to get his taxes. They wanted his taxes for a very long time. Apparently, these taxes have already been leaked. Nothing is in them other than Donald Trump uh, giving to a lot of charities and being a successful businessman. What, what headlines are you going to get there? Rachel Maddow had got Donald Trump's leaked tax returns like in 2018. And she's like, oh, Donald Trump overpaid on his taxes. Yikes. Story gone. So is that what they're going to find here? We don't know. But here's what we do know. This is a precedent. As Jill, as Jill and Joe Biden head off to Nantucket, we have this next story for you. They're going to a $20 million waterfront estate in Nantucket, very close to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Very interesting. Maybe DeSantis will send a few extra flights to Nantucket there. Let's scroll through here. Let's show everyone the, the house, Royce, that uh, Joe Biden's staying at. Just in case you're wondering if uh, you get, you know, do you get a chance to stay in a $20 million mansion with your cokehead son, with your criminal son? Do you have criminal kids? Have they smoked? You know, like like many bags worth, like Heisenberg bags worth of crack on camera? And they get absolutely no FBI raid or investigation? Yeah. This is how Joe Biden lives. This is how they live. Now, consider this. How are these stories tied together? Republicans get the gavel. Now there's precedent to get Joe Biden's tax returns. Why don't we go get Joe Biden's tax returns? Why don't you go get Barack Obama's tax returns? He just lives on the island over. Barack Obama lives like across the across the bay here. $20 million mansion. <clears throat> Hillary Clinton, she's not too far away. Her and Bill go on vacation in Long Island, whatever. Go get Hillary Clinton's tax returns. I want to see. I want to see what, what foreign governments paid Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton to shill. What evil anti-human rights organizations paid the Clinton Foundation? Well, now Republicans have the absolute and total pass-through to go do it. Sword of Damocles. It falls. It's sharp. It hangs over all of our heads, and the Democrats are the ones who put it there. So why not go get Joe Biden's tax returns? Republicans, you hear me? We know you do because Republicans are following to the letter what we have been ascribing on this show for a Republican majority to do. Criminal investigations into Joe Biden, closing down the border, impeachments. We've been advocating for that for a very long time, and that's what this show is all about. It's about motion, movement, action. There's a lot of action here. Hunter Biden is joining Joe Biden on this vacation, <clears throat> a further softening of the image. They know what's coming for Hunter. It's going to be bad. It's going to be very, very bad. And I suppose, ladies and gentlemen, that's our uh, final message to you this Thanksgiving, is that in a righteous nation, there are consequences. Republicans are bringing those consequences. Might not be at the speed and with the exact same verve that you would do it, but we don't live in a dictatorship. We live inside of a process here. And we're going to use that process. The Democrats created this broken system. They created the weapons. And we're going to use it against them. Can that continue? Can that cycle continue forever? Will it be healthy for us to do that forever? I think not, actually. I think the American people are longing for just a return to normalcy where, where the government was boring and when it just acted in their best be, their best interests. And instead of like doing tit for tat, pendulum swinging, breaking of the nation. But again, sometimes to protect your household and protect what you love, you must get absolutely brutal. You must be capable of brutality. You must be capable of harm. 
You must be a scary person. Jordan Peterson talks about this all the time. Now, of course, I'm not talking physical harm, but I'm talking about being intimidating politically. People should be scared of this movement. They, they, there should be fear. You're seeing this. Disney just kicked out their CEO. Good. That guy did not fear Ron DeSantis enough and his resolve. And now that guy, Bob Chapek's gone. Balenciaga, that just happened. That's a fashion brand. Tucker Carlson did one segment on them. Boom. They are apologizing. Lawsuits done. Good. There should be a equal and opposite reaction. Those are the laws of physics. Republicans have too often been the absorption punching bag for the left. And it's time that we metaphorically take a couple swings. And it turns out they have a glass jaw. And maybe we should have been swinging after all, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe we shouldn't have resorted to being the ones who retreat. And we will no longer retreat. And so you should walk into your Thanksgiving knowing this. And this is my final message before Thanksgiving. America's gone through really, really bad times, far worse than now. America's gone through civil wars and world wars. America's gone through drafts where your children would be taken from you forcibly by the government. America's gone through some really stupid, boneheaded decisions by leaders that you could potentially argue were worse than the leaders we have right now. And America's been through trials that took, I mean, a, a considerable portion of the population. A million people died in the Civil War. What was America's population at that time? It was like 10% of the country died in the Civil War. So we have gotten through them by focusing on very simple things. God, family, country. We've gotten through them by focusing on the things that bind us together and that unite us. And that is what Americans desperately want a return to. We desperately want to go back to a place where we state, I am free. I was born that way. You will leave me alone. You will not abridge my freedom of speech rights. You will not abridge my rights to raise my children or to practice my religion. This is my right. I am man. I am woman. Leave me the F alone. That is the fight of our time, and it's always been the fight of our time. This has been the thing that is so contrary to the way that authoritarian and tyrannical governments operate. They must control you. America has many, many safeguards for that. And that's what leads you back to the very first Thanksgiving. The very first Thanksgiving were pilgrims who were seeking religious freedom from tyrants so they could just practice their religion and live their lives in peace. And that strand of thinking affected the way our constitution was written, affects the way that our founders thought, and affects the way that we think today. We still have that living inside of us. Leave me alone. I won't cause any harm to you. You don't cause any harm to me. Let me be. And that is the kind of government that we should return to. Very small government that is simply protecting your right to live, securing this nation from enemies within and without, and making sure that you have peace. And I hope that you have peace and bounty and love at your Thanksgiving. And I hope that you feel thankful for this, still the greatest country on earth, still the greatest nation ever created, in spite of the bad things that may be happening to it. And there have always been bad things because evil always wants to conquer kingdoms. America is a huge kingdom, 
Jesus Christ taken up to the top of the mountain by Satan saying, I own the kingdoms of the world, I'll give them to you. And Jesus didn't say, no, you don't. Jesus resisted the temptation. And so, yes, Satan will always come after the strongest kingdoms and always try and undermine us and undergird this nation. And that is why pray this Thanksgiving. Give honor to God. Be thankful for this nation. And let's march on. We got a country to save. God bless you. Have a beautiful Thanksgiving with your family. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show.